that video with him picking a fight with a kid and then getting stomped. <laughs> what the fuck, Cat Williams? I mean, he's about the size of a kid, so it makes sense, but still. Uh, okay, so, uh, by the way, uh, welcome to Beetlecast. I'm Pope. I'm hanging out with Ghostbody. How you doing today, Ghostbody? I'm doing all right. I missed a little bit of that because I wasn't sure if we were recording yet or not, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording. Motherfucker, we didn't even do a sync test, but here we go. <laughs> Okay, well, let's do the sync test now. Okay, so everybody out there in podcast land, you're going to get to hear our sync test. <coughs> oh, shit. <coughs> this stuff right here, brother? Right here? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, uh, one, two, three, fuck. Good deal. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're here. We're doing it. We're talking about Cat Williams. Um, so, Ghost, let me, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? Uh, like of all time. Oh, um, oof, that's really hard because like there's a there's some good ones. Um, but I would say that oh, this sucks because there's like my brain is just like going with the con the stand-up specials and how good yeah, a number I mean, of those were versus just like in general, um the performer themselves and like a singular performer, but I would probably say maybe either Bernie Mac or Patrice O'Neill. Okay. Bernie Mac. I don't know who Patrice O'Neill is, but I know Bernie Mac is hilarious or was, uh, yeah. he died, right? Rest Both of them Bernie. are dead. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Uh, time sucks. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite Bernie Mac joke? I couldn't tell you because it's been years since I fucking watched any of them. <laughs> like I, we're we're talking like almost a we're we're talking like it's been probably damn near a decade since I watched any of them, so I can't remember shit. <laughs> Fair enough. So my favorite stand-up comedian of all time is between Robin Williams and John mm-hmm. Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Um, John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo has so many good ones. Dude, Sexaholics, a love story, is just phenomenal. Uh, dude, I saw it when I was a teenager on HBO, mm-hmm. and I just died. Like he was—he's so funny, um, and he's a very talented actor too. Besides, I mean, it's just yeah. you just can't stop John Leguizamo. He's amazing. Um, but uh, my favorite, actually, stand-up joke of all time, though, uh, was neither of them. It was actually Dave Attell. Hmm. He had a comedy special called. Uh, you guys might remember David Tell from um, – he did that show on Comedy Central, the uh, Insomniac with David Tell show. Um, and he did some stand-up on the show, but uh, he had a stand-up special called Skanks for the Memories. And um, so one of my favorite jokes from it – there's a lot that are just amazing, but my favorite is like uh, something along the lines of – I'm going to paraphrase him here, but he says something along the lines of, have you ever went into somebody's apartment and played your favorite game – which is uh, <laughs> which is what's that smell? And he's he's like, yeah. So you go into the apartment and you smell cotton candy and whiskey. And so your first question is, who's been fucking a clown? Is there some clown fucking going on here? <laughs> Just like, dude, he said it so well though. Like his enunciation and stuff. It because people forget in comedy how important enunciation is. Oh, yeah, uh, Mitch Hedberg was the master. Yes. Mitch Hedberg was a master of enunciation. Um, like his like signature not using contractions, like for Mitch Hedberg, 
And David tells the same way. His enunciation is just fabulous. And uh, so the way he says it is so funny. And um, I definitely, I guys, if you've never checked out uh, Sexaholics, a love story, John Leguizamo, Robin Williams live on Broadway. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of like the classic Robin Williams stand up. He's um, uh, and he's a uh, very obscene live and i thought that was amazing because you know i knew robin williams when i saw it i saw it around the same time i saw john Leguizamo, and you know you know no robin williams is you know the guy from jumanji you know what i mean the guy from aladdin and so when he gets up there and he's cussing and you know uh making uh cunnilingus jokes you know what i mean because <laughs> his arm's all hairy so he digs his face in his arm and he's like ladies is this what it looks like and he just looks up and starts smiling you're um you don't expect it you don't expect my man to be as obscene as he was but he definitely was he had a he had a filthy mouth on him yeah pretty much the same um, way as the guy from um i cannot remember his name right now but the one from um uh what's it full house yeah oh remember. uh bob saget yeah pretty much the same way as bob saget yeah where it was like his comedy specials were oh boy <laughs> Ooh. yeah I saw some Bob Saget stuff. He was he was crazy. Also, <laughs> was you know dusty. what? I enjoyed the fact that you had to make a joke in our current climate of Clussy. I appreciate that. Clussy? I don't know what Clussy is. Alright, so here we go. Um, alright, I'm gonna start back with the origin of this kind of meme thing that kinda of harder this kind of went on and kinda of goes from there. So, have you ever heard someone on the internet or someone in one of the, in our Discord or something like that say the term "bussy"? B u s s y. Okay, so "bussy" is it's a terror. It's kind of shitty, but it's a, it's a short term phrase for boy pussy, um, which is the ass for those who are LGBTQIA plus things things of that sort, but. That ended up evolving into people just cutting off the um, the end of a standard word and putting "ussy" at the end of it. So, leading into this now, um, we have the term "clussy," which is clown pussy. <laughs> clown pussy. <laughs> All right. And I like that. Boy pussy's a little creepy. Yeah, I don't know. I would right? say that, I would say mussy. Okay. I would say mussy. <laughs> yeah, but when you can just put it in trust me, people will put that on the end of fucking anything and it like it can it can kinda work for most of it. It doesn't it doesn't work at everything though, because Pope Pussy would still be pussy. It would be. <laughs> or just poesy. <laughs> poesy. Uh, I mean, sticking two vowels together like that in that kind of situation just doesn't really work. But yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah. So how pussy. And, <laughs> and part of the reason that this is a thing now is because like there was a um animation that came out not too long ago that was making fun of Phoenix Wright, and one of the characters in Phoenix Wright is a clown, so pussy. And now a shit ton of fan art has been made of this character starting all of like three weeks ago <laughs> it's it's been it's been a time on the old internet when we since we've been right since we've recorded the last episode <laughs> yeah i've turned 35 since we recorded the last episode hey this so um, happy belated birthday <laughs> thank you good sir um 
The, uh, you know, you know, I actually think that taps into a very serious problem that we have as a society. Now, everybody's really busy right now being really mad about the abortion thing, which is fair. Mm -hmm. Being mad about the threatening of gay rights, transgender rights, and other stuff by a supremely conservative, supreme douchebag court. That's 100% good to go. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Gun rights, there's a new mass shooting basically every other day. Yep. Um, Everybody's mad about that. And that's fair, and you should be mad about that stuff. But really, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the real issues. I can't think of one hot woman clown. (laughs) (laughs) So Maybe Harley Quinn, maybe? Uh, All right, (laughs) so here's the thing about this. Most of the super attractive ones are now on Twitter. uh, Is there like a Twitter... is is classy is classy a uh, is it a hashtag that I can find hot clown porn that I can find? Okay, we're googling. At this point, yeah, pretty much, there's probably a pretty good chance you'll be able to find some pretty decent shit there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look. I gotta open up. You guys know the deal. <laughs> I gotta open up an incognito tag. Uh, All so, right. Yeah, like um, because actually there have been some people who I follow who are just like who were at one time like active performing clowns. And it's been interesting, like, learning about clowns. Like, and I know that this is probably, like, a, like, content type thing for some people where it would say they have a fear of clowns. Some um, people do. That's true. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, for you, I feel sorry for you in this current clusty climate. All right, that let's... is very unfortunate. I... Wish you the best in your endeavors to find whatever ussy you are best suited for. Or maybe you're not suited for ussy at all. Oh my god, ghost. I'm about to drop something in the Discord so you can see it, because this is amazing. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, the image that they made uh, is just freaking outstanding. Alright, one sec. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to our chat. Okay, and then let me find the image. I gotta move some stuff around on my computer. Excuse me, one sec, guys. I'm gonna cut this out of the recording. <laughs> it's all good. I gotta share this with Zach. Give me a second. All right. Look at this shit. <laughs> work this classy chapter two. Work this classy. Yeah. Okay, so we got Orphan F Horoscope, Superstar Mala. Poison Oakland, Polly Amber Ross, and Mocha Fafalate. Oh, that's a good yeah. name. Yeah. Poison yeah, that's... Oakland. What, on Twitter? Twitter. Okay, let's <laughs> let's find out. Let's find out. I'm curious. Why do they have to do the, the Ahegao face, though? Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. That's kind of I I don't know man that's that's cool stuff I like it I think more people I think more people should dress like clowns and get naked I I just I feel like I feel like it's a moral imperative um and that <sighs> listen everybody's scared of clowns and the reason is because of people like John Wayne Gacy Pennywise the dancing clown and um yeah basically those two so uh i say that we fight it with uh sexy naked clowns that's what i say the now what i wonder is how far does the makeup go down 
You know, if you have a penis and you don't paint the tip red like a clown nose, you're missing out. Okay? It's just it's just like why even exist at that point. Okay? Your dick should have clown makeup. Okay? It should it should uh it should definitely yeah. I don't look guys, you get realize we don't prepare for this stuff. This is off the I'm top of our heads. So uh I I'm guessing the clown makeup should probably go all the way down. Okay. One would think, but I feel like that is a ridiculous amount of effort for something that would hopefully be covered in a clown suit unless it is for the sake clown. of adult perform uh, adult performances. Or but... just general just general sexual sexual activity with another consenting adult. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's that's yeah. fair, but also, god damn, I hope that you're standing up while that because if you're trying to fuck with that on a bed, that is gonna be terrifying to have to wash off. Listen, you gotta use a like, tarp. There's every literally time gonna be fuck. a fucking imprint of the outline of that clussy which on is the bed. Better, which is awesome. I mean, I'm sign me up. I'm here like, for it. Do you you're you're here for that powder white outline? Powder white outline. It it's like it's like uh it's like a police outline and a crime. And, and a it kind of is a crime. And, and have the matching face and having the matching face on the fucking pillowcase. Just like Straight up. you can just see the fucking you can see the murder scene that that cl- that that, that clusty got murdered. So what it makes me think of actually is um is uh for those who for some reason aren't aware uh i've always been a huge fan of the insane clown posse and Mm -hmm. they made a movie called big money hustlers and in big money hustlers is a part um because icp are huge wrestling fans so they actually brought mcfoley out to do a guest part um and so he wrestled shaggy too dope so at one point shaggy too dope basically gets face planted into the wrestling ring and when he gets up his face paint is basically imprinted into the wrestling ring to like imply that he hit it so hard that like his face paint got on there, and it is such a funny gag. Like it's it's because it's perfectly flat. It doesn't look like a face put it there. It's they painted it there. You know what I mean? But um, it's it's such a funny gag. So that's how I'm imagining this. Is like my my clown nose fucking clussy is is imprinted onto the blanket forevermore. You know what I mean? And I every time I look at it, I I have a chuckle. Because not only is it funny, but it's a clown, so it's double funny, okay? <laughs> and then it's I a mean... it's an incredibly small clown, and small things are funny too. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I guess that that means you'd be a little bit concerned about the um, balloon animal twist up of the dick, but uh, I guess not in that case. <laughs> oh no, man, no, it's it's look, it's an art, okay? Uh, dick dick balloon. Cl- thing it's it, look don't try it at home kids okay <laughs> Do i'm not, just saying only <laughs> leave it leave it to the trained professionals okay um so yeah uh that's uh that's you know what i used to you know what i used to tell people that they should do um or i should do i never did it unfortunately not listen to our podcast because we're <laughs> okay well well yeah that but uh the uh no here's what you do okay you paint your dick green and you paint your balls purple, and you tell her that she won't like it when it's angry. All right? Oh, dear. That's what you do, okay? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's the, the dumbest thing in the balls. universe, and I've never tried it in my life. And now I'm married, so it's kind of like, what's I even mean, the point? 
it's right there though. You can still do the you can still do it. Well, the do problem- not let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Don't dream it, be it. Um but the the question well, that, I, that case. I guess the question you have to ask in that situation though is paint. Is paint hypoallergenic? Is it going to cause any damage or issues? You know what I mean? Like if you're putting it in certain orifices or any orifices you know what I mean? That is a concern. I don't know of any. I've never looked into like, you know, sexually safe paint. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a little bit of a concern, and it really ruins the mood if you have to go wash off fucking paint right before. Flavored body paint is a thing. Huh? Flavored body paint is a thing. Oh, is it? I, look, yep. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm lame and old. I don't know about these things. These damn kids and their edible underwear i don't know about that shit. edible body paint uh, edible body play paints that is in fact the thing all right going on my amazon shopping list send it over jeff i got shit yeah, to do I, I wouldn't like i'm seeing some all over the place things about it but yeah no and also you can just make your own too so <laughs> i mean you could probably like get like uh like you know strawberry syrup or something and you know that would probably work pretty i mean like whipped cream strawberry syrup if you were doing a clown you know like doing pennywise you know what i mean <laughs> I, i'm just saying doing you know? penny doing pennywise yeah well i according to that book cover i sent you that's something that yeah, happens apparently. Uh, apparently. Into pennywise. Yeah. bill skarsgård's a sexy guy i get it you know what i mean like okay. i understand yeah <laughs> but then again basically it's one of those things where in which like you hit that fucking um Rule sixty four subsection D, if if a be if a fictional character exists, somebody wants to fuck them specifically. So we're just gonna go along with that. Well, uh, the good news in that situation is that uh, in Disco Infernal, I'm a character, so now I get inducted into Rule thirty four as well. However, there's not there's not porn of me. Trust yeah. me, I've looked. So yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody get on that. Okay, Pope porn. I need it. All right. Uh, you're going to be looking. You're going to be finding something entirely different if you look up. If you look up Pope porn. Though. Yeah, not that guy. Not the old guy. Like he, he likes little boys. I'm talking about normal. I'm talking about Pope me, Pope Dev, Pope Dope, Pope porn. <laughs> okay. Not not. Is that yeah. your is that your political platform? Yes, there needs to be porn of me. That's my political platform. Somebody draw me, and I don't care. Draw me fucking Pennywise. Draw me fucking Mitch McConnell. Somebody draw me fucking Mitch McConnell in his you ass. You really just want to get Mitch McConnell over thirty four out there, don't you? I do. Look, listen. I am doing God's work. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I am doing God's work here. <laughs> you're doing some deity's work, but sure as fuck isn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Look, I am seriously going to go on the Discord after we get done here, and I'm going to go into spicy art, and I'm going to see if I can commission to somebody. Actually going to try, oh my god. To draw me fucking Mitch McConnell up his ass, and, and his mouth is open, and my dick is coming out the front, and it's painted like a clown. Okay? That's, that's, that is happening. I'm doing it as soon as we get off here. It's happening. Um. Scab, oh god, I just feel like that. That I would find someplace that I'll fucking scab. And then my dad's oh. a major Republican. I'm gonna send it to him. I'm sure he'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure he'll love it. He's a Republican who's not the biggest <laughs> fan of gay people, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure he'll enjoy it. Um, I'm sure he would. So, Demon Souls. <laughs> that is the hardest whiplash shift available <laughs> but okay if we're going to if we're going to try and segue this okay so a game that makes you look like a clown all right what uh, do you got there you go there you go the a game that makes me feel like i'm mitch mcconnell in the commission that i'm gonna be getting yeah oh, demon souls right. so guys i went out and got that new playstation subscription thing they came out with their uh game pass part two and um, what happened is uh, I saw Demon Souls was on there. And so Elden Ring, I've been playing it here and there, but I have not. I, even though I've gotten good at it and I've gotten like good enough to be able to like beat soldiers, ghosts, soldiers used to dominate me. Mm-hmm. Like soldiers used to wreck me. But I figured out lock-on, I figured out how to dodge, and now they have no chance. But I still haven't beaten uh, the first main boss of the game like he just beats my ass every time he's got so much range who godric no no not godric isn't godric the guy in the cave uh i don't think so so i'm pretty sure that's he he's on he's in a castle like one no, of the places that they think right no it starts with are you talking end. about demon souls or are you talking about um no i'm talking about elden ring right oh now. mar um margot margot yeah so i haven't margot Margit, Margit the fellow yeah. woman. I okay, still right. haven't. I I have beaten a few. Like I beat the pumpkin head guy. I beat him, mm-hmm. um, uh, with the help of a few awesome spirit wolves. It was awesome, um, yeah. but I can't. I just Margit. I've tried like thirty times, and he just kicks my ass every time. And then he taunts you. He's all like, mm-hmm. "Get rid of these stupid dreams or whatever." I'm like, "Come on, Margit, just." <laughs> Can you let me pass? Like, I just want to see the rest of the game world. Like, why does it got to be so complicated? So I kind of, I, I stopped with Elden Ring because of that. And so I saw Demon Souls and I was like, you know what would be smart? If I went back and played the old games, because oh, then I like no. kind of like have an idea of what the combat should be like. So I'm playing Demon Souls. I get past the introductory area. Everything's good. I fight a few people. I'm looking good. Everything's great. Then I'm playing the first level when you go through the, like, the little, you know, because there's the hub world and then you go to the mm-hmm. little stone things and you go in. Yeah. I'm, uh, I go in there. There's a bunch of enemies. I kill them all. No problem. I go up these things. There's all these rafters and stuff because you're trying to get to the top of this castle. I kill them all. This one guy comes up and he snipes me with fire from above before i have a chance to push mm-hmm. it up and i die and i'm like mm-hmm. okay that sucks and i fucking the game puts you right back at the beginning of the level with everybody respond but fucking bonfire mm-hmm. and i'm just like no way <laughs> no way that was so... that was 25 minutes of fighting my way through hordes of uh-huh. enemies and i lost all my souls or spirits or fucking butt plugs or whatever and my anal beads i don't have them anymore and fucking my resources that i use i'm just like i'm like dude who the who the fuck is this game for like it's gotta be for like bdsm masters like which by the way respect to bdsm masters i'm saying it's a delicate art to cause somebody pain but also cause them pleasure 
but also do it in a way that they enjoy. So word up to all my BDSM <laughs> masters. You guys are freaking and gals are awesome. Anyway, you were going to say, Zach? Uh, okay, so that was the one that I started off with back in, like, what was it, 2009 or so on the PlayStation 3. Um, so fun thing, that game is a remake in the way that, like, hey, here are some new graphics, and here are a very small amount of quality of life things, but the enemy AI is ripped directly from the original game. The bones for the characters ripped directly from the original game. Everything that the game is at this point, except for, like, a very small amount of things, is ripped from the original. So, uh, yeah, um, I played, I had gotten that one, I actually have the special edition, um, when it, a little bit after it came out, because it was like, this is a really weird niche Japanese title, I don't know how well it's gonna, uh, how well it's gonna come on, or take off for people, but, you know, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do my thing. I enjoyed playing it. I never got around to beating it because other stuff came out like always for me. And um, but it was a pretty fun time when I played it, especially considering the mechanics that were in there at the time in comparison to other games. Now, however, um, that is murder. Like the games have become a lot more user friendly as a whole. So it's um, it it's it's definitely a hard pull for people who started off further in and then went back in comparison to people who started like at that time or at least in Dark Souls 1 and then went upwards. So yeah, you got a tall task ahead of you, buddy. I don't know, man. I was thinking about maybe just skipping to Dark Souls and just going with yeah. that. I've That's never reasonable. I've never personally played Dark Souls, but my wife um, so Tatiana, she um, played it on PlayStation 3, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember very, very clearly her playing it because it was like the hottest shit out there. And like mm-hmm. fucking everybody was like all, all about Dark Souls, all about like, get good, all that good stuff. Get good, yeah. And um, and it drove her fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Like she was just like, she, I've never seen her that frustrated over a game. Like she plays Cuphead. And she dies again and again and again and again. And that's okay. It's fine. She just goes back and does it again. And, but Dark Souls drove her nuts. And yep. she got maybe a quarter of the way through that game and fucking just threw her controller and never picked it back up. Like, it is... So, like, uh, I, so I've kind of stayed away from the From Software type of games. But, like, something's been really drawing me to them lately. Uh, not only Elden Ring and just really appreciating what they were going for... But um, Bloodborne, which is uh, different in a lot of ways. Um, for example, you don't really get a shield in Bloodborne. It's just you just got to dodge really quickly. Um, Bloodborne is uh, aesthetically and environmentally genius. It's just fucking phenomenal, the, the kind of the, the atmosphere of the game. And then uh, Braylon's been playing Sekiro lately. And uh, I haven't played it because I suck at parrying. Always have sucked at parrying. And that game's all about parrying. So I'm just like, I don't know if that's going to be my jam. But, like, um, I've felt really drawn to them. Like, you know what? Maybe it's time to, like, kind of, like, play some games that are a little bit more, you know. You know, because I play games on easy. You know what I mean? I like Mm -hmm. games on story mode. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't I get disheartened really easy by games and so I'm like okay well if I like beat a Dark Souls game like I think cause like I was getting my ass handed to me in Immortals Phoenix Rising on easy and so like I had to learn I had to figure out how to play games cause I hadn't figured it out yet and it's like okay mm-hmm. use lock on okay fucking dodge okay block hits every once in a while it's not that difficult and once I figured it out it was like unlocking like a whole new world of gameplay like i beat assassin's yeah. creed origins on normal first time go no big deal um and uh like uh that's kind of the ubisoft combat you know what i mean they're both by ubisoft and um it's all good to go and so i'm like hell yeah and uh so i'm like okay i'm a gangster i got this i understand i understand games i got this and then elden ring proved to me very quickly that i did not understand <laughs> games at least not games that are made for viciousness but then what really kind of did it for me was uh one of my favorite youtubers i've talked about him before on this channel um or on this podcast but uh noah caldwell gervais who is a who is a uh self-proclaimed stoner terrible gamer um he does uh long form reviews of video games where he goes in depth on the game, not only the gameplay, but also the philosophy behind it, why it works, why it doesn't. Um, he's got a very great series on just different games. And he went through and played all of the Dark Souls games and beat them. And he was like, and then he went and did New Game Plus. And he was like, if a, if a stoner like me, who just sits around playing games on easy, can beat this game, anybody can beat it. And he explained that the reason Dark Souls is hard is because people go in with the wrong expectations. They expect a game that's easy in the traditional sense, like a difficulty slider. He said, but in those games, the difficulty slider is actually dependent on your build. So you play to your strengths, you do a build that plays to your strengths, and you learn enough about your enemies to understand what can kill them quickly and easily, and you dominate. He's like, so if you figure that stuff out, the games are easy. They're not hard at all. And, but... I watched this whole video. It was five hours long. And I watched the whole thing. And what really struck me is the thing about the From Software games is the gameplay is one thing and the combat and the challenge is one thing. And it's all good. And I'm I'm not against it despite the fact that, you know, it's really difficult for me. Um, but dude, their their game design, their enemies, their bosses, their environments are just fucking phenomenal. Their moments. I was playing Elden Ring and I found myself in a marsh in one of the starting areas is right outside of Limburg or whatever. And I was just like running around the marsh hanging out, like, you know, there's like soldiers or whatever shooting at me. I'm kinda like whatever, I don't give a fuck about you guys. You guys are scrubs. And a dragon comes out of fucking nowhere. It just swoops down on me and just comes out of nowhere and suddenly I'm in combat with a dragon. And I'm like, What the fuck just happened? Or when you walk up and you kill some guy next to a wall and a ghost bear comes out of nowhere. It's a fucking go- It looks like it's out of Annihilation. And it just fucking comes out of nowhere and starts fucking you up. Or you open the wrong chest and you end up in a cave full of praying mantis monster motherfuckers in a hive. I'm just like... It's, Elden Ring is bar none one of the most creative games I've ever played in my life. And it breaks my heart that for some reason I can't grasp it well enough to beat Margit because I, I want to see the rest of it. It's such... That's just in the starting area. 
Yep. You fucking you walk down into the wrong thing and you end up fighting a guy that looks like fucking the headless horseman and he's got a big ass pumpkin metal thing on his head and one of his attacks is to fucking bang his head into the ground right where you're at like <laughs> creative like I I just have to give that team credit the From Software team despite the fact that I have a hard time with their games I have to give them credit and so I watched the Noah uh, Caldwell Gervais video. And the bosses are just so fucking dope. Fucking metal, yeah. Just, whoa, like, who even thinks of this shit? You know what I mean? It's like, a, it's just like, it's a, it's Japanese people, man. Like, the thing about, the thing I've said about Japanese people for a really long time is if there's one category that they really have a great grasp on, um, besides of course stuff like anime and manga and stuff which they created essentially um it's horror japanese people get horror like in america as far as like urban legends like we have what fucking bloody mary uh we have fucking like mothman you know what i mean that's just bloody mary is pretty scary bloody mary scares me but it's because i heard it when i was a kid mothman isn't scary fucking uh the jersey devil isn't fucking scary uh, all that stuff's not scary, but but the girl with the long hair, like the ring that the ring was kind of like Apara, invoking, yeah. is is uh, but that's like part of an overall bigger scene, like in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just Samara from the ring; it's all sorts of different like kind of urban legends. Um, yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, and like even like in their history, their stuff is scary, even if it's not meant to be. Like if you look at like uh, geisha girls from back in history, they used to paint their teeth black, right? Uh, and the reason I don't remember why it was seen as a sign of beauty. But today, black teeth on a woman who's pale and has long hair that's hanging in her face, fucking terrifying. That is so <laughs> much nope, right? <clears throat> so much nope. Like, the nope in Japanese culture is insane to me, and I just love, I just appreciate how dialed in they have. Um, so, on either Netflix or HBO Max or one of those services, there's a series that I recommend everybody check out. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I'll try to look it up and put it in the show notes. But what it is, is it's a cartoon series that's, uh, the setup is that it's a guy at, like, a, um, it's Japanese, and the setup is this a guy at like a um, little like puppet stand telling the stories to kids, and uh, so it's all like cardboard, like it's like it's like animated like cardboard or whatever, or like maybe like wood, like one of those like real simple, you know, they're not completely articulated figures or whatever. And there's a lot of still shots that are um, kind of stereoscopic, so they move. Like the the front moves and the back moves, a parallelax effect, I guess. Parallax. Um, Parallax, yeah. And, uh, dude, it's a it's a, it's an anthology of Japanese horror stories, and they are genuinely creepy, like genuinely. There's one where a guy goes into a new apartment and there's like letters from like a dead girl on there or something. He doesn't know she's dead, but like it like shows like behind him and she's like just on the ceiling. Just like she's got the long hair and stuff. I'm just like, and then she just pops up behind him, jump scare. I'm like, eee! um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that shit, 
Japanese people got horror on lock. All right, they got it on fucking lock, and so you see that in From Software's games, like because their bosses are genuinely scary. They're intimidating. Like, uh, let's take a let's take uh, I don't know. I can't even think of of Elder Scrolls. Okay, let's take a let's take Skyrim. Mm-hmm. There's no boss in Skyrim that you see and get genuinely scared. And part of that is because there's no real consequences for dying in Skyrim. You can just save right before the fight and you're good to go. But the other reason is because none of them are, like, really scary. But, like, you see one of those guys in From Software and it's got fucking tentacles everywhere. And it's got a geisha girl's face. And it's got fucking all this other stuff. And you're just like, the person who designed this needs psychological help. Like, (laughs) they need Jesus. All right, or whatever the Japanese equivalent of Jesus is, okay? Like, I'm serious. It's crazy. And so that's the thing is, like, I can't help but stand. Like, I have to appreciate how effective their stuff is. And it applies to other stuff, too. Like, take Maiden Abyss or uh, The Promised Neverland, uh, mangas that became animes that are genuinely creepy. And they have genuine atmosphere. Like, I think American stuff just doesn't have atmosphere like that. Even American games. You know? Yeah, Bethesda, they've been working for 10 years on Starfield. And you see the trailer, and it's just a bunch of fucking rocks on some fucking world. Right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Compare that to Elden Ring, which just fucking oozes atmosphere. Like, you get lost in the wrong area, and it's like... That hive thing, like, really was when I determined that I love that game. Like, the hive thing. Like, it was a legit hive. And the enemies had a hive mind. You attacked one, everybody else knew what was going on, and you were essentially mincemeat. Right? I ran. I'm not going to lie. I ran. I died, like, three times, and I said, fuck this. And I ran straight through them and got the hell out of there. Because uh, that's one of the innovations of Elden Ring, is you can run away from fights. Um... <laughs> Which is nice uh, for people like me, but um, it's uh, it's it's just I got I just I can't say enough good things about that stuff. So I like have a strong desire to like figure out how to play those games correctly and how to meet them where they are and to become good at them because I want to see everything that they have to offer because across three games and all the dlc on a five hour on a five hour video you're not capturing everything like there's a lot of stuff that noah uh caldwell could not get in there and um i want to see it you know what i mean i want to see it all i guess i can go on youtube and fucking watch a let's play but where's the fucking fun in that you know what i mean like you know like when the boss comes out and you're surprised by them and you're like holy shit, that motherfucker is going to kill me so dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but I don't know. It's not all bad. I ran into a giant colossus in Elden Ring, figured out I should attack his legs pretty much instantly. He didn't get one hit on me. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> um, I wish every enemy was like that. You know what I mean? It's uh, Market needs to chill out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, And if my understanding is correctly, they come back. You don't even kill them. They come back and like uh, you do a second. Not in the major bosses. Not in the major bosses. The oh. um 
a lot of the out the open world enemies will, but the major bosses will not. Basically, anyone that has a legitimate name and a health bar, once you generally take them out, most of the time they will stay down. good <laughs> so okay i'm going to fucking date myself here um because here's here's how it went for me so one um when it comes to FromSoft games i started a long time ago so i was originally a fan of armored core which god i want that fucking series back give me back my fucking fighting robots from soft, please. I know that you have multiple projects in the in the in working right now. Please let that be one of them. But anyway, um, so but that's not the one I want to talk about here. What I want to talk about currently is the predecessor to Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring. Oh, I thought Demon Souls was the first. Oh, kind of. It's the first that went to the third-person perspective for an RPG um, game of the sort. The original one was called Kingsfield. Kingsfield is a first-person dungeon crawler that was created by FromSoft back in 1994. And I played through most of those games when I was younger. Um, I don't remember them for shit at this point because that was almost that was like near 20 years ago. But... <laughs> near 30 years ago, excuse me. But, um... Like... Around about the time that no, yeah, twenty years because I was not going to grasp that at the age of like seven. What system? But what system was this on? Was this PC? PlayStation One. Oh, it was PlayStation One. Okay. PlayStation One, PC, and then there was like a couple mobile ports for some of them. I believe it would have had to have been later but, though, because for PlayStation, because uh, in 1994 it was still Sega Genesis. Like the PlayStation hadn't come out until like 99, I think. Is when it no, because 99 was closer to the advent of the PlayStation 2. All right, um, let's, PlayStation let's... 1 came out in like 93, 94. I'm looking it up because I'm just curious, not because I want to contradict you. Um... No, you're good. But yeah, 1990, as exa- to be ex- exact, um, December 16th, 1994 is when Kingsfield was released. December 3rd, 1994. What mm-hmm. the fuck? So, okay, so yeah. in 1997. I was still playing Sega Genesis games because I remember specifically my parents got me the Lost World Jurassic Park, of fucking course, uh, on <laughs> on Sega Genesis. I did not know the PlayStation was out that long. Yep, Holy it shit. Is old as shit. But, um... Okay, touche. It, but, yeah, so I ended up playing that, like, a bit after the fact, but um, I did end up playing those games, and I loved them, even as they were about as soul-crushingly difficult as um, Souls, as Souls games are now. Uh, so, like, when it went to a third person, it's like, this feels weird, but I can see what they're trying to do here. Not to mention, if you are a fan of the, of the Soulsborne games currently, um, have you ever watched Berserk or read Berserk by chance? No. Yeah, you should do that because pretty much all these games are inspired by it, including but not limited to you know the prisoner's helmet. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the the character that you can select in the beginning, uh-huh. the one that looks like an alien or whatever. Uh huh. That is the same mask that I believe Griffin wears as a. Uh, I want to say as a prisoner. It might just be a standard mask, but I don't really see that. 
it's been a while since I read the series, but it is that's a, that's a straight up reference to Berserk. Um, a bunch of the like bigger ass weapons in there, the Berserk references. Some of the enemies uh, that pop up and some of the things that they do, Berserk references. Like it's 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 one of those ones where in which like if there is a current like heavy dark fantasy that exists, Berserk is somewhere embedded in it. At this point, it exists. The genre existed before Berserk, but Berserk did a lot of work into making that horror element of it come into full fledged play, along with the action of someone taking a giant hunk of metal and just swinging it around with enough velocity in order to split things in half. I'm gonna have to check this out because uh, Berserk is great. Um. The if you're going to watch the anime, I would say watch the old anime. The newer one uses CG, which is fine, it, but it doesn't necessarily age. It didn't necessarily age that well. But the newer movies are a lot better. Let me um, let me yeah. let me give a pointer to everybody who's looking to get into anime. Your boy uh, Devin Pope, me, did not get into anime until I was about thirty, thirty-one. Jaded. And uh, no, well, the reason is because I just never cared about it. Um, I had a yeah. really clear perception of what anime people were like. Um, I went to art college, <laughs> so I'm sure you can imagine. Can't blame I yeah, Can't right. Blame it's and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't necessarily now agree with my younger perception, but like for example, I remember when I was in high school, there was uh, there was a real cute girl that listened. She was like super into anime, and she was like always wearing like the cat stuff and stuff like that and she was cute but i was like you are freaking weird like i'm cool like you know what i mean but then again i was into like witchcraft and satanism and stuff at that time Uh, some things never change i'm sure she's still into anime anyway point being tatiana sits me down one day and she starts showing me animes and the reason i watched them is not because i cared but because when you care about somebody you try to take interest in the stuff that they take interest in right so I did, and um, I learned something incredibly quickly. Uh, as a person who was never into anime and did not have any nostalgia goggles or anything like that, the older the anime, the absolute better. Um, new anime <laughs> is fine, I guess, but old anime is tits, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, freaking um, even the old Dragon Ball uh, barring some really questionable elements in the first few episodes, um, is uh, is it's it's just better. Like uh, the original Cowboy Bebop, like stuff like that is just so good. And so, um, Devilman Crybaby, the new one sucks, but I've watched a few clips. I haven't watched the whole series yet, but a few clips of the original in the '80s, awesome, right? So if you say to me, Devin, there's an anime that you should watch. It's called the Pope anime. There was one released in the 80s, and there's a new one out now. I'm going to watch the one in the 80s because the new one's probably going to suck. Like, there are exceptions. However, Death Note's a newer anime, and it's really good. Um, Promise Neverland's really good. Maiden Abyss is really good. So there's uh, Shield Hero is another really good newer anime. Mm -hmm. Although uh, the the voice actor actually for Shield Hero uh, passed away, unfortunately. He died, yeah. So uh, rest in peace. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but he was, uh, he's fabulous. So that really sucks. But, uh, full metal alchemist 
is a newer one um, compared to something like Ghost in the Shell or Akira. And so uh, that's fabulous, of course. It's great. But point being, I'll watch the old one. I, I'll skip the new one. I don't. New anime, for the most part, just doesn't do it for me. But the old stuff, fucking love it. I love the sure. old stuff. You know, well, not all of but, it. Fully Cooley? Hated yeah. Fully Cooley. Hated Fully Cooley. <laughs> Hated. Like, like, dude, like, honestly, I've never bounced off anything as hard as I bounced off Fully Cooley. I got, like, one and a half episodes, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I am wasting my life watching this, okay? Like, this is bullshit. All right, I'm going to go watch something that doesn't suck. And a lot of people swear by Fully Cooley um, and think it's really great. Uh, and you know that's okay. It's okay to be wrong, um, but yeah, that shit's fucking. If you're not looking at it with nostalgia goggles, that shit's garbage. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so that that my entire point was that I really like old anime. Is really yeah, what I'm getting so there. in that case, yeah, go um go out and find the episodes from the '90s um era Berserk show um. That one's pretty good, all things considered. Um, not really too much in the way of like content there, but uh, yeah. Like, and also, like honestly, reading it is one of the best things, considering that the um, mangaka for it died a couple years ago, um, which also caused a little bit of a spike in like things that are media related to Berserk that is not the the manga itself, um, but. It has, it's it's a good one, and also once again, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing inside of like Elden, all the all of from software's games essentially is kind of like, how hard can we do stuff that is berserk that is not berserk? Because there was actually one of the games that was supposed to have berserk like DLC for it, but it just never kind of came to fruition. If memory serves, but yeah, um, it's like there's in. Also, going back to, like, how for you to experience it, thankfully, like, Elden Ring is one of the more accessible ones because you can kind of just change your setup and stuff on the fly and figure out how best you want to approach the situation. So you will have a little bit more leniency in that one than something like Demon Souls or Dark Souls. And um, also, I will say this, if you're playing Dark Souls, um, Dark Souls 1, Please, for the love of fuck, don't be a person that's like, I'm going to be a traditionalist and play it on its original hardware, so I'm going to get it for 360. Don't know. Just get the remastered one. Call it a fucking day. Because when you get to Blighttown, you will hate your life because the game frame rate will drop to abysmal levels. See, that's the thing is I am not a traditionalist when it comes to games. If they release a remaster for a game, I'm playing the remaster. Like, I... I'm spoiled, man. I'm spoiled, like, by that fucking sweet-ass 4K, you know, UHD fucking life. Um, although, I will say something really cool that's uh, come up recently, and we're going to have to get out of here pretty soon, but um, on that PlayStation service, there's also a game called Blasphemous. Um, mm-hmm. I actually remember seeing the trailer for it at one of the, like, the state-of-play PlayStation things, but um, Blasphemous is really cool. And uh, the reason is because it's it's clearly inspired by Dark Souls um, and those kind of games, the Souls-like games. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a 16... Well, it's presented like a 16-bit game, but I would say it's more like a 32 or a really... Like a 64-bit game that's just presented like a 16-bit game. 
And uh, what it's about is basically you're the penitent one, and your job is to go through and basically uh, kill a bunch of a lot of religious iconography, right? So if you're like super like Christian or something, you get offended by stuff like that, then it's not the game for you. But the thing that made me really happy and I really loved about it was that the game itself is a love letter to those old 16-bit games. Yes, it's yes. um, it's made it's made with um modern technology and it's very clear that it could not have been pulled off on something like a sega genesis or something like that but uh it's actually like a lot of the little touches um that so they have a setting in it that i love uh for anybody who's played it if you haven't gone into the settings and looked around because they didn't really advertise it as far as i could tell um they have a setting where you can actually set it so that your tv looks like a crt and so uh it has the grain that you would have from so so you, you guys who don't know, a CRT TV is the old school uh, box TVs that bubbled out, the tube TVs uh, that we had before flat screens uh, for us old people. Um, and so uh, it can like it even has the bubbling out effect. So I have a 75 inch TV, and so blasphemous. I played in a CRT setting, and so it's grainy like an old 16 bit game. And it's got it's got like an artificial bubbling out like you would if it was a 75 inch CRT TV, and it's just fucking cool. It's just cool to see modern technology utilized to make something that like looks really authentically like something old, except for the fact that there's no way they could have pulled it off on those old systems. It's just impossible. They didn't have that kind of storage on cartridges. But just I mean, the amount of love that went into it is apparent and aside from that it's a hard game but it's another game where the uh the bosses and the enemies just look so fucking cool and they're all based on um you know kind of religious figures and religious icons and stuff have you played that one ghost yes i bought um blasphemous probably about like i would say about six weeks after it came out i played a little bit of it um, I really enjoyed the time that I spent with it, and also the aesthetic is metal as all fuck. Um, I just didn't, once again, it, fought, it fell into the category of games that I'm enjoying currently, but something else came out, and I had to try and jump on that in order to try and figure out what was going on with it. But uh, it's definitely one that I do, I don't actually own it on PC, which is another reason why it kind of slowed me down, because I just, like, at the time when I purchased it, my laptop was just not really cutting it, but uh, I was, I still managed to play a little bit of it with that time frame though um i did play a little bit on um on console and i i liked it i liked it, it it's difficult it's challenging but it's no worse than salt and sanctuary so yeah it was good so let's close this out with uh with a question um and that is um one thing you've mentioned several times during this podcast is just um the fact that you have an extensive backlog uh, for those of you who don't know, Zach is a streamer, um, twitch.tv slash ghostbodies, where you can find him. Um, and he's uh, he's always playing different games, old games, new games, occasionally porn games. Um, it's not really porn games, but kind of those As more. close, as yeah. safe to work as I can make it. Not so much, oh, that reminds me. I'm affiliated with a porn developer now. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that's amazing. Yeah, shady, shady corner games. I am actually affiliated with them now. So uh, yeah, that, <laughs> um, games that I can't play on Twitch. That delights me to no end. 
Um, that delights me to no end. I, I'm I'm proud of you. He also got a partner status recently too. So um, that's uh, on Twitch. So partners, that's huh? the term, right? What? No, 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 no. Affiliate. I wish Affiliate. I could have enough okay. people in order to do um partner because like that would require me to have like 75 viewers concurrently over like in a period of time um all right well so... you guys know what you need to do man we, we want we <laughs> want ghost to be partner okay so twitch.tv slash ghost body get over there get subscribed and uh help him get to this goal man ghost like do you know any motherfucker that deserves it more than zach because i don't okay so fucking do it god damn it I know that people listen to this podcast. Like, fucking, I see the numbers. Like, go subscribe, twitch.tv slash ghostbody. And then watch it, okay? So, but what I wanted to ask, Zach, before we got out of here, mm-hmm. is, um, and uh, draw me a Mitch McConnell getting fucked by me, please. Uh, with that said, uh, I wanted to ask, what's currently what's currently on your, on your, what are you playing recently? Okay, so, um... Before it almost damn near broke my wrist, I was playing um, Trauma Center, ironically enough. Uh, but one of the challenges that they added into the game for this particular version on the on the Wii um, is wrist-snappingly difficult. Like, it is an absolute pain in the ass, and I still haven't beaten it yet. I spent, like, five hours waggling around this fucking Wii remote in very short motions... In order to try and beat this thing and still didn't do it. I'm going to try and do it again sometime soon. But I'm just taking a long ass break on it. Um, currently also on stream I've been playing DNF Duel. Which is a new fighting game that came out by aiding. A lot of infinites. A lot of bullshit. I'm still trying to figure it out. It may just be a fighting game that I'm not necessarily great at. Which there are many. But that said it's still pretty fun to play. Um, just gotta temper the expectations of be for me at least being good at it. Also, as normal, been playing street, uh, been playing Tekken, Street Fighter, so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to, I'm getting stuff together in order to try and do a run of the Def Jam games on stream. So, Def Jam Vendetta, which is a wrestling game featuring rappers, and Def Jam Fight for New York, which is a brawler um, like PlayStation fighting game One games? featuring rappers. PlayStation Two for these. PlayStation Two, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and also, it doesn't hurt that like we're coming up on in three years. It'll be the twenty. I think in actually in like two years, it'll be the twentieth anniversary of Def Jam Vendetta, and in three years, the twentieth anniversary of Def Jam Five for New York, which that's painful to accept. But um, so there's that. Uh, also. I'm going to start playing Capcom Fighting Collection on stream at some point because, like, I got that recently. But I do want to get it for PC, but I have it for console currently, and that's just how it's going to have to go. Um, let's see. Also, um, I've been bouncing around a couple other titles. I'm trying to are. I've been playing a lot of GTA Online recently on PC. Um, I've been trying to bounce between multiple systems, but... PCs were in which most of the people that I know that have been consistently playing or I bought a copy of the game for them and threw it in their face and say download this bitch uh, to play what is so I've been doing that um, also, oh you wanted to play GTA Online with me didn't you you asked about that yeah I yeah, do have I went it to at some point and yeah we can we can get we can get back on there I got some stuff on the Xbox version um, my PlayStation is the highest level my no I have, I have it on PlayStation I got I actually got GTA okay, 5 the cool. day it came out on PlayStation Cool, 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 cool. So I'll pro- we'll probably play that a bit as well because I'm like level like ninety four. 
nothing too spectacular considering how people are on there and when they're running around like level 500 and 900 and whatever but the game has also been out for eight fucking years so it kind of is what it is there um from there uh i also got some new um I got some other PlayStation 2 and some GameCube games in. Basically, I've been spending a lot of money trying to get some shit recently, and it's been painful, but it is what it is. Kind of what you gotta do. Man, I'm gonna try and get all this written off of my taxes. Uh, and let's see what I thought about. Also, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a PS5 game I got recently. Uh,. Yeah, I've been, I've been, my back, I've been playing a lot of shit, basically. I've been all over the fucking place. And thankfully, we're in a little bit of a lay period, but when, um, when August comes around, when Saints Row comes out, I'm going to be playing that. Um, and just kind of like trying to clean up a little bit, a couple of games that I wanted to get to, but just didn't. Because we're in that summer lay period where not a whole lot is coming out this month, thank God. Yeah, it's pretty quiet out there, especially with everything getting delayed again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But that's for good reason. So, I mean, bummed out, you know, bummed out every time Starfield gets delayed or every time, you know, something like that gets delayed. But, uh, you know, studios are under a lot of pressure right now to treat their employees fairly. And I think that that's a good thing. So, uh, well, I've been playing, not on stream, because uh, I don't have a stream, but I have been playing Disco Elysium is the game I've been playing a lot. That is another one that I wanted to get into, especially after they did the update that added all the voice acting. Like it that game was amazing before it and it's in it, the voice acting the makes voice it of even your easier conscious is just he's like he's perfect. He's a he's a jazz he's a jazz musician and uh he's just perfect. His voice he's a he's a black guy and he's got like this deep British voice. Um, it sounds British, but it might also be like maybe Barbados or something like that. But he's got like, he's got like this deep voice that's heavily accented and he is just perfect. Like it, the, the conscious, like your brain talking to you in that game is the best part of the game bar none. Nothing even comes close. Like, cause it's just got such a good voice. Imagine like a Garnet from Steven universe, but a male, mm-hmm. that's what he sounds like. Gotcha. Oh, baby, like Idris Elba. Right, like something like that, like just like awesome, like the kind of voice that you want. You want to like read you books and 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 and, and sing you night night stories and just like I'm sorry, I just I like it. Um, no, it's 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 very well done. Like as I said, I got it. I messed around with it a little bit. I did get it for PC, so I need to just buckle down and actually try and play it. But that is a hefty game. Um, and also I need to. I also want to get a, a physical copy of it, but. The only place that has physical copies of it for the PS5 is I am 8-bit, and I don't want to have to pay $200 for the collector's edition of it, and otherwise I had to get it on a PS4, which is a little bit more doable. You, you guys heard it here first. Zach's got a lot of games. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, kids, so we're about to get out of here uh, and say good night and awesome evening and all that other stuff. Before we do that, Zach, you got any shout-outs for me? Uh, shout out to actually that affiliate I was talking about a moment ago. Um, Shady Corner, uh, Shady Corner Games slash Shady Corner Entertainment slash EVM Entertainment, uh, slash Shades and the people that work alongside them. 
Homeboy does a whole lot, and also he's actually been in the midst of doing a more or less a streamathon, where in which he's been streaming every time. Every time somebody gives him a bag of nachos, he ends up streaming um, an extra day, and he's on day twenty four or twenty five right now. So credit to him because he like goes in, wakes up, does his normal tasks. Uh, works on his game shady loot cart along with a bunch of others that he has coming down the pipe then also comes in and goes and does a stream for like four to five hours sometimes so like dude's been like working his absolute ass off recently and top respects and top marks to him um and also desmona droid i see you <laughs> but uh other than that yeah that's it for me for um for uh shout outs Cool. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have links in the show notes for that stream and for uh, for all the other stuff, so you guys can get up on that. Um, so as far as my shoutouts, I only really have one shoutout uh this week, and that is once again, I'd like to give a shoutout to all the uh, BDSM masters out there. Uh, rock on! I just cannot get over how awesome y'all are. All right. Uh, I actually was pretty close with a guy who. Like he was like a serious like leader in his BDSM community for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I just adored him. I just adored him, and like, so here's the thing: when I don't understand something, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody or anything stupid like that. But what I am saying is that I I'm really curious, and so when I don't understand anything, something I will ask a person who's an expert in it, so that I can understand it. And uh, that's how I learned about uh, homosexuality. That's how I learned about transgenderism. That's how I learned about all that stuff. Uh, including Zach. Zach and I have had deep conversations about um, a lot of stuff related especially to race that I didn't understand before because he's been kind enough to sit down and talk to me about it So um, and widen my perception and my understanding. So this guy sat down and I asked all my stupid BDSM questions to him. And, uh, and I love him. His name's Ben. He's just absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And um, so – the thing that I got from him really clearly was that the whole thing that's important about the whole scene is respect. Like mm-hmm. it looks from the outside, like it's not cause you got like the whole master slave thing. You got the whole, like the pain and inflicting it and taking it, but it still is rooted around consent, respect and safety. If you're in a good yep. scene and I just love it. I- I'm not personally into that myself. I'm a weenie. Uh, I mean, Tatiana <laughs> bites me and I like basically cry. Like I can't stand pain. Um, it's true. I cannot stand pain at all. I can't stand it. But um, that's uh, maybe I don't cry, but I, I, I definitely am not a fan of it. But yeah, um, I got all the respect in the universe for people who uh, who do that stuff and they do it with respect and with safety and stuff like that. And I know that wasn't really a topic that we were talking about, but we it came up earlier uh, really briefly. I and mean, I just, just got to show it's respect. All, it's all over. Yeah. yeah. Like, and which actually leads to a kind of like humorous and retrospect story, but also kind of unfortunate. Um, so one of my ex-girlfriend's parents were very into the scene. Like go whenever they would have like a holiday weekend for themselves, they would end up going to fucking BDSM retreats. But um, one thing that happened one time was that, uh, <laughs> They were they were at the house engaging in themselves, doing their thing, and engaged in knife play. So 
Unfortunately, one of the one time um, one of the recipients moved a little bit too much, and it's in it sliced the fucking it sliced the thigh. So they needed to go to the hospital in order to go get some stitches for it. Cue them being questioned by the police in the city, which is a small city, small town. Um, what exactly happened? And they had to go into detail about what was going on in that case to make sure that there was no like concerns of domestic violence, which is fair in that case only, uh, ACAB. <laughs> but um, it was it, it was hilarious in retrospect only because of them having to essentially expose themselves <laughs> as to what they normally do because of a goof. You gotta be just safe. Entirely because of a goof. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I'm glad safe. they ended up getting to take care of. But it's just like that is unfortunate because it, it if, is. if they ever got pulled over, it's like, wait, you're the BDSM couple. <laughs> I think a lot more people are probably really curious about that stuff than they let on. Um, oh, definitely. And like, I think like, I think in the list of kinks that like are completely justifiable to have interest in i think bdsm is really really high up on the list like Mm -hmm. at this point i don't even think it should be considered a kink anymore like i i can't remember the last woman that i spent time with that didn't like you know want a little bit of hair pulling or choking or some shit like that you know what i mean like it's Uh... (laughs) it's normal it's normal like uh, yeah Go, like are you telling me that like uh you you haven't encountered that like this is no am i alone here too many fucking times okay there you uh. go see it's common and so i i don't know i don't even know why like these days it would even be like something that somebody would bat an eye at you know what i mean it's like okay i like to dress up like a i like to dress up like a you know like a whatever and get freaking whipped like okay well that sounds like a normal tuesday for most people like at least that's how that's how nun. I per, that's how I perceive it. I could be wrong. I know a lot of people are <laughs> super uptight. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> dress up like a nun and get whipped. You know what I mean? Like party. Listen, I want my viewpoints on this to be completely and utterly clear. As long as we're dealing with consenting adults, mm-hmm. I think it's fucking awesome if you dress up like a Go nun and get and, and and get and get pain inflicted on you or inflicted on other people as long as there's consent. All right, and safety. Don't go cutting somebody by accident in a way that you know could cause danger to them, and then have to go to the hospital. You know, try to avoid that. But aside from that, like freaking like party the fuck on, like with your Mm -hmm. bad selves. You know what I mean? Like hell yeah. Um, I guess I not my jam, but you know, I I appreciate it. I think it's awesome. So. Not that my opinion matters anyway. Fuck me. Who the fuck am I, right? Just, <laughs> I I don't know. I think maybe it's time to give a little bit of love and appreciation to our BDSM homies. So, uh, word up to you guys and gals. And uh, you're awesome in my book. And I'm a fan. Uh, I do ask that you do not show up to, to BeetleCon when that happens, trying to whip me, because uh, your boy has no pain tolerance whatsoever. So, I would just, I would be crying. I'd be like, yee! Yee. I'm just going to tell you, I gave you full permission in order to give him one or two on the ass. Just go straight for it, okay? Good, good. We're good. I will say that, uh, so I went to a bachelor's party, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that happened that was really funny was we went to a German uh, kind of pub in Vegas. Oh, no. It, yeah, and so <laughs> one of the things that happened 
was they got all these women walking around and they got like the pigtails and everything like that. Like you're the kind of stereotypical 1930s German, you know, woman or whatever. Yeah. And uh, by the way, women in Germany do not look like that. I've lived in Germany. They just don't. Okay. But okay. Fair enough. And uh, they spank you with a paddle, with a giant paddle. It's huge. And uh, I, in the spirit of being there and being a homie, there were some things during that bachelor party that I did opt out of because uh, I was with Tatiana and I just, you know, I, I wasn't comfortable yeah. with it. But in the spirit of being a homie, I did do the spanking and I did take it like a man. Um, and uh, it went well and it was awesome, uh, but it also hurt very badly like i thought it was going to be more <laughs> more for show and it wasn't they went in no um <laughs> they went in on me so i i mean uh that was cool right i mean i didn't find it even in the least bit sexually interesting i was just like ow ow <laughs> i thought i thought i grew up you know in a southern family and freaking left the house to get away for this but okay like <laughs> Because I definitely grew up in a spanking house, man. Um, but uh, point being, that's awesome. Respect to y'all. Shout out to all of y'all. Uh, and uh, that's freaking great. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Beetlecast. Uh, we will see you on the next one. And until then, be safe, be smart, and, um, you know, just be safe when you're pouring wax on each other or knife play or spanking or whatever else come on you know everything's more fun if it's done safely that's all i'm saying yes. everything's more fun safe except for sex safe sex isn't fun safe sex is boring but with new abortion oh. laws you probably should have safe sex <laughs> all right we're out of here have a good one <laughs> laters <laughs>